the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to connect to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio Show, where we dive into God's Word and Kingdom topics. Best things we do is give to the needy around us. We are giving to people who are needing groceries and gas to get to work. And as a partner, a percentage of that is going towards people who need it right around us. Come and join me on ltkradio.com. Stay tuned for today's Kingdom Topic. Here's Olivia with today's message. Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom. My name is Olivia Barrett, and I am glad you're here today. Like, I hope that you have found yourself either coming in ready to, you know, listen to something that God is doing here in in our real world that is translating to kingdom thoughts, or if you came here because you needed a fresh word, I just want to say welcome. This is a special time for Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. And you being here is part of what is making this amazing. And so really special moment. You know, have you ever been in conversation with God where you recognize that he you know, keeps making more and more sense of what he is saying to you? And, you know, it's like his word t- taking life going further. And um, I mean, I laugh a little bit, you know, like I know that it's meant to do this, like, Hearing his voice and and recognizing something in scripture, I mean, that is the whole point. Like, that is what he wants it to do. But but when it does, like, have you experienced that? Like that moment of when something just goes further and you're just sitting there blown away at how he is, you know, connecting, whether it was a couple of years ago to today, or he's connecting, you know, hundreds of years ago to something that happened. And you're going, this is amazing. Like, he really is doing this. And he is making sense of something that is so complex. Um, but it's becoming simple. And I want you to know that's what's happening here today. Like, we are in a moment with God where he is taking us into something um, that can be incredibly complex, but he makes it really simple. And I want um, to really just bless us in this, like in a place of recognizing that when God is at work, uh, there are things that are going to happen. Like a friend actually was reminding me yesterday that the gospel contains power. So when we speak of what is happening um, in the gospel, like what the gospel is about. And, and we're, we're in those moments. Like we actually can't deny the fact that there's just going to be power that happens. You know, it connects to people in special ways, whether it is pouring joy or hope or recognizing they have been, you know, <laughs> sinful or gone the wrong direction for a little bit and how God is bringing them back. I want you to know, like, There is a power in what I'm going to talk about today because I think it's going to bring revelation um, of some of the prayers that we've been praying, whether it's been personally or as a country. Something that God has been saying to me on repeat is just these concepts of land. 
Like he's he's shown me um, in scripture where he has talked about land. And I mean, this has been amazing. So, you know, uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about, you know, the land that God has given to us and, and that represented at that point, you know, when I'm looking around currently, who are the people within the territory that I know I've been favored? You know, where is that? Um, an example that kept coming to mind was, you know, if you are working in a coffee shop and you know there is such favor on you there, right? And you know there are people that come into that coffee shop, you know that is a blessed place for you. And you could call that this favored land that God has given you. And you, you know, connect to people and they connect to you and, and you know you have influence there, right? And I mean, it's amazing when you're thinking about that kind of concept of land. But, you know, I was being reminded of something that came up during COVID. So this was like almost three years ago. It's been that long. But um, if you remember, there were a lot of people, at least in, you know, what I was understanding of how we should be seeking God during a time that just didn't make a lot of sense. But it was around Second Chronicles 714. And my daughter, she was, what, 15 at the time. Um, and just really took that in. Like she was in that verse all the time and reminding us, hey, let's stop and and um, ask God to do this. Like, let's let's pray this scripture. And it's a beautiful one. And I want to read it to you here um, really quickly because it's just so gorgeous. But if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, excuse me, and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Okay, so it's a beautiful scripture because, you know, that scripture by itself is just reminding us that, you know, God is looking at us saying, I hear your cries. I understand that there there may be things going on in the land you are in. So not necessarily the land you've been given, but maybe this is now considering a larger piece of land. There's land that that you're in and you can recognize that something is happening. There's a hardship. And during COVID, that just made a lot of sense. I mean, we're all experiencing hardship on some level. And, you know, you're praying at some point that nobody gets sick. I mean, it was just such a scary time, right? I mean, finances and what was happening in the whole world and and then, you know, seeing the fact that this was making people really, really sick and, and you're going, God, we need you to come like we need you to heal like we need you to protect like we need you to restore. And I mean, that scripture just saying, hey, listen, uh, I've got an idea here. You know, I would really love to heal your land, but I would love for you to do something like there's something I need you to do. And that is going to give me um Kind of that moment of, yes, I will heal your land, but I need you to repent. Like, I want you to take this personal. And, you know, if you've ever been uh, in connection with God, like you hear his voice on something and you're like, wow, like, how is he connecting this and this? Like, how is that actually happening? And this is actually what I want to go into because I think I've discovered um, something that we talk about a lot, but maybe we don't we don't fully understand like the value that God sees when it comes to land that He is speaking of, and then actually our our heart and how it's connected to that. 
Um, so I'm going to jump into Deuteronomy really quick. This is Deuteronomy 28. Um, this is where, uh, this is really beautiful. God is speaking blessings to Moses and he is speaking of what will happen if there's disobedience. So he is speaking of the things that will happen because of obedience. And then he is speaking of the things that will happen when there is disobedience. And I want you to, to hear this little section, like just right there in the middle of it all. But it says, the Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settleth thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Okay, so like, isn't that amazing? I mean, we're talking about land, but there is something that keeps connecting here. And, and I want us to see it. But God is even saying, I'm going to bless the storehouses of your land, which if you were with me when I was talking about Deuteronomy 14 and 15, you know, that is actually what he was talking about there around tithe, you know, that, that he would bless the storehouses as we give um, to the tithe and care for the people in the land around us, the land we've been given, right? I hope you hear what's repeating. So there's something special about being in land that God has given us. But then within that land, we actually are meant to be obedient. Now, when I was looking at uh, a couple of words, I was looking at what does land actually mean? Now, we all know that we can describe land but I wanted to see what is connecting the land that God is speaking about here with the fact that he is connecting it to something that we would be obedient in. And I was reading about land and the ver or the sorry, the definition that just made sense to me was the one where it was just real simple. And it says in the basic form, land means ground or soil. And I was just blown away by that, just how simple it is. But if you've read like other things in the New Testament and how important soil is to God, like it's interesting how this is connecting. And um, I want to just remind you, like, you know, if you have read anything about soil, when God is speaking of farmers or seed, there's really something that he makes um, obvious once you start reading something and hearing his voice in this, like his perspective, that's what we're asking for. Like, God, what do you see? Like, what are you, what is your thoughts around this? But the soil of our lives actually represents three things. It is our mind, our heart, and our will. And, you know, I think it's great because when you're thinking about what your will represents, isn't that the place of obedience? Like, isn't that the thing that activates when God is asking for obedience from us in something? You know, like, it's not just my heart just being in a place of purity. I mean, that takes a lot of work, you know, but it's the will that activates the heart, right? And then in my mind, like, for my mind to be, you know, a place where God can speak, 
And we can fight off all the other crazy thoughts, right? It's my mind that is being renewed, but it is my will connected to my mind that is actually giving the ability for me to be in connection with God's voice and to be hearing his thoughts above other thoughts, right? So when you're thinking about that the soil of your life represents these three areas, then it makes sense, right? That when God is speaking about land, land that he has given you, and he's always connecting it back to a place of obedience, it's because he's actually wanting to activate the soil of our lives as he is actually connecting us to the land that he's given us. Okay, so let me let me tell you something that I know... Um, is really helpful. Like when we're seeing these things in scripture and we're connecting to, okay, God makes sense of it for today. Like make sense of it for what I am praying for, or asking you about or how I'm needing you to respond somewhere. Right. It is this place of God connect to me, your thoughts, your systems. How does this work? Like what do you put in place in order for me to see the spiritual move when I know I'm looking at the tangible, right? And and that, again, is that place of that prayer, like, God, heal our land. You know, I'm asking that you would heal our land. But he is saying, again, I, I have something for you to do. Like, you don't know this entirely, but when I heal your land, it is because I'm also concentrated on the land that is within you, which is the soil, right? So he is looking at the soil of us and he is looking at the soil around us that we are consistently asking help for. Um, so really, I mean, what a beautiful little connection and system there. But let me take you into the New Testament real quick. I've been thinking about John the Baptist. Now, this is not other Johns that have been mentioned. This is John the Baptist. This is the actual man who was given, um, you know, what's called a prophetic grace on his life to be speaking about Jesus. Um, and he didn't know Jesus. Like, it's interesting, isn't it? Like they were cousins, but they actually didn't know each other. And it wasn't like that. John the Baptist was a disciple. I mean, there's all kinds of really cool stuff that's going on there. Um, because obviously John the Baptist was given revelation. Um, and if you, you know, look at some of the people that are so dynamic in their connection to how kingdom works on the earth and what God's plan is and how he is connecting, you know, something in heaven to something that's tangible, um, you can look at what Paul experienced, because that's what it says in scripture, that Paul on the road to Damascus actually had a revelation from Jesus directly. Um, and so this is what happened, like when you're thinking about John the Baptist. John was someone who was given such a prophetic grace, even in the womb, um, that he was connected to the spirit of God. I mean, he knew um, as soon as... <laughs> Jesus inside of Mary's womb was there, right? It's really gorgeous. And so his connection to the spirit of God, even before the spirit of God was on earth. I mean, all of this stuff's really amazing, right? Okay, so here's John the Baptist, and he is um, given this connection to heaven. And 
what he is needing to do. Now, if you can think about this, I mean, this is pretty great. But, you know, there's songs. I mean, even I can hear it right now. Like, you know, there's songs that talk about preparing the way. Like that there would really be a need to prepare something for what is coming. And, you know, John the Baptist was one of the only people that was outside of the group of disciples that could say these things. <laughs> now, you know, what's really interesting, too, like, um, I just love this. I mean, this speaks of the revelation of God. This speaks of, like, the voice of God. And when he chooses to give it to someone, um, they really have an understanding of his thoughts, of his ways, you know, of the systems that are going on that he has in place that create these constant connections between earth and heaven, right? I mean, it's really gorgeous because when you think about um we'll say this really quickly like the disciples and how they were uh constantly wowed and shocked by what jesus was doing it wasn't until they received the holy spirit did they have full revelation so you know it's interesting that the, the people that we learned the most from were the ones that did not have revelation the whole time they were with jesus like um, I mean, there was one time, obviously, that Peter had revelation about who Jesus was. And that was a moment that Jesus stopped and honored that uh, because he, you know, he he actually said that Jesus said that to Peter. You know, that has been given to you directly from God. You know, no man has spoken that to you. So there's these moments in scripture where you read this, like you read these places of revelation. And what I mean by that, it's like. You are being told something that you don't know, but it's not coming from a human source. <laughs> like you are literally connecting to God's voice in something and he is telling you an aha moment. I mean, you've had these, you're having those spots where, you know, kingdom is alive in your office because when you play a certain worship song, you are hearing God's voice and he is answering things for you. I mean, you know, it's this place of you're sitting there with your kids and one of them says something that gives you an answer for a prayer that only you have been in conversation with God about. And it completely stops you in your tracks. And you look at them and say, what did you just say? <laughs> Please say it again. And it's happening. This is happening. The revelation of God's voice is an active thing. It happens all the time in scripture. It happens all the time in the real world. And, you know, it's amazing because, you know, as Christian people, what we want to do is we want to say those are kingdom moments. Those are these places where no human told me that. I mean, God may be using a human's voice, like God may be using a song or the, the kids around me or, you know, just something else that is bringing such revelation around something, such wisdom, such guidance, such care, like all these things are happening and, and God is doing it. But it's these places of revelation. And I want to, I want to read something to you because I want all of this to connect. I want it to be this place of us saying, wow, when I'm looking at land, I want to look at land the way that God does. 
I want to have a revelation from God about the land that he's given me, about the land that is around me that I'm praying for. Like, what is this system in place that he has where when we constantly talk or hear about land from God, he always connects it back to us. And I want to read something to you that we're very familiar with. Okay. (laughs) This is so good. John did baptize in the wilderness and preached the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. Now, that verse is something that I've heard over and over and over. I mean, I really think that when I think of John the Baptist, I think of this moment. I think of just this moment in scripture where, it, you know, in that a few sentences, it's describing the power that is on this man. That literally he is somebody who is saying, um, hey guys, I actually know something that that we don't do very well. <laughs> Whether it's, you know, a people that represent, you know, a, a land of a country or, you know, a people that's representing a personal land, like what's within me, we actually don't do things God's way. We don't go after the things the way that God says. You know, <laughs> I understand this, but I mean, it's hilarious. Like you watch human nature, you know, and you, you even yourself and you take something in and you're like, that was pretty wow. And then all of a sudden you have another thought or you've already come up with an idea and and the whole thing that first started shifts into another idea. And you take a path that you're like, all right, well, I feel like I've got God's voice on this and now I've had this other thought because this makes sense and, and I'm going for it. And you're just like, isn't that funny? Like we do that as human people all the time. We actually take something from God and then we think that we have um, done what he said because, you know, we did it in a way that made sense to us. And I want you to know something. I mean, I'm even getting chills about this whole thing. There is something about the revelation, those moments with God's voice, where we are actually hearing things that are counterintuitive. Like, you know, how many times have you heard something from God and then you tried to finish the sentence yourself? I mean, come on, I'm doing doing this all the time and I'm asking God, God, help me. Like, I want to hear your voice from beginning to the period. Like, I want to hear it all the way through. Like, the sentence you want to say to me, I want to hear it. I I want to write it down. I want to even say something about it, pray it. And it's so counterintuitive, I want to do this. The reason why I wanted to bring up this scripture when we're talking about the land is because John has something here that we've not considered. It's actually the system that's in place for healing. It's the restoration. It's it's the land that God has promised us. He It's like, you know, he's a dad who can't wait to give us these things. The promises and the blessings of the land around us. But he is needing the land within us to be in agreement with his ways. And the only way that we get there is through repentance. <laughs> so here's John the Baptist who's had revelation from God his whole life. 
I mean, consistently connected to heaven. He's hearing these systems. He knows what he needs to do to prepare the land for the Lord. And he is doing this and he is looking at the people and he is saying, guess what? Like there is a land in front of Jesus that I actually need to help prepare. But the system that God has in place for the earth to be ready for Jesus is within you. (laughs) It's within your land. It's within inside of you. The soil that is inside of you is what actually needs to become looking like God. Like it needs to become obedient. It needs to come in line with how he wants to do it. Because once we come in line with that, with that system in place that God has within us, then the soil within us (laughs) is blessed by God. Like he says that over and over and over so that he can bless the land around us. And in this moment, you know, John the Baptist is saying, I want to do this because I'm preparing for where Jesus is going. What Jesus needs to do on this earth, I'm preparing a way and I'm helping to create the soil in front of him. And it's amazing because it's the soil within the people, like within us, like it's the will, the mind and the heart. And the fact that that God over and over is saying, I am going to bless you in the land you've been given. But what I need you to do is to come to a place of agreement of the land inside of you. That who you are, your will, and how you choose, and where you are controlled. These are the things that God wants to consistently bless in us. And so I just wanted to bring this to you. Sometimes you meet an organization that is taking these big ideas and making them simple and tangible for people in need. And I want to introduce you to one of these organizations. Mulberry International is still caring and helping for people in the Ukraine. And they are focusing their efforts on getting kids back into school. There are actually Ukrainian students who are able to go to some of the schools that are still standing. And so they are helping to get school supplies and backpacks and clothes and shoes. So I would love for you to be one of the people that helps these kids get back on their feet and let's send them to school with the right supplies that they need. You can go to mulberryinternational.org and decide to give a gift for back to school. You can give a gift of $35, $50, or $100. It would actually help care for somebody in Ukraine or an orphan who's been moved to Germany. Let's be kingdom people that respond in tangible ways. Thanks for being here today. Thanks again for connecting to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We will see you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.